At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, brought to you by Haney University, where you can sign up for my free instructional videos, and you can find out all the information you need to know about getting a golf lesson from me at my new studio in Paradise Valley, Arizona, just outside of Phoenix and Scottsdale, and I am up and running with that, so if you are interested, you can go to HaneyUniversity.com and check that out. All right, I want to talk about the PNC, the parent-child, which was absolutely uh, fantastic. Obviously, it was uh, a well-watched golf event because Tiger Woods was making his comeback from his horrific car crash. And this event, to me, is like, I mean, I love this event. I I love it. I mean, (laughs) the PGA Tour clearly needs more events like this. They're the fun kind of atmosphere. Obviously, it's a reason for the big stars to come out. Tiger Woods worked every single day, he said, never took a day off to try to get ready to come and make his comeback at this event. It shows you how much it means for him to play with his son every Every major champion winner that I know that's played in this event just absolutely loves it, looks forward to it, can't wait for it to happen. Uh, I mean, Lee Trevino out there playing. He's never missed one of them. Back in the day, Jack Nicklaus was playing, and Arnold Palmer was playing, and Gary Player is still playing, and it's just legend after legend after legend. Uh, They've um, used to have the tournament be father-son, but now it's – you know, parent-child, it's uh, father-daughter, like Nellie Corda played for the first time uh, out there, uh, number one player in the world playing, the number one female player in the world playing. 
uh, or father of a former tennis champion. That was that was cool to see, and just the 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 whole atmosphere. And how much the pros like to play. You know, you talk about how much money the pros get to play for and how much money they win. And, you know, they say, hey, this, you know, I just play for championships. But in this event, I mean, they truly do just play for championships. I mean, I, you know, there's there's prize money. Nobody even knows knows what it is. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what they, what they win. I mean, they win something. They get paid for their time to be out there and the winners win. But what they really win is just having seemingly like the the best week of their year when they get to go out there and play with their sons or daughters or fathers or uh, whatever it might be. And I I think it's just a great watch. I mean, I don't know what the ratings are like. I'm sure they're great because of Tiger. I don't know. Uh, you know, how the ratings are because you got NFL football going on. But I can tell you, I mean, it, it's better than watching uh, some of this other stuff that's on TV, uh, PGA Tour-wise, that's for sure. And, you know, I, I like the the events. Like I said the other day, I like the events like the, uh, you know, match with uh, Phil and Tiger and Phil and whoever. I love that. Uh, and I, I like these kind of events. I like the the, the PNC. So, so th- the dailies won, and you know that was a big deal. John Daly, John Daly, you know, the second, his, his son or junior, whatever, whatever. He doesn't want to be called Little John anymore. I don't blame him. Anyway, they won huge event for them. John Daly mentioned how it was a great day anytime he gets to play with his son, but to play with his son in a PGA Tour event, which is, is a PGA Tour sanctioned event. There's no like ranking points for it or anything, but it's still a PGA Tour sanctioned event to play with his son and to be able to win. It just makes it double special. And you could tell how much it meant to them and rightfully so. And his son's a, a, a great player. I've been I've been watching him play uh John Daly's son for Years and years and years. I remember when years ago I was up at Pebble Beach for the AT and T tournament. I was doing something up there for TaylorMade, and John Daly was playing in the tournament, and his son was up there, you know, hanging out for the tournament with John. And all he was doing was practicing, like he was on the drive range and the putting green, like the whole time while his dad was out playing in the tournament or the pro am. As his son was on the practice range, just hitting and hitting and hitting, and he could tell he obviously had an incredible passion for the the game of of golf. And now he's at the University of Arkansas, where, where John Daly went to school, and he's you know playing college golf. And it's and I tell you what, he's he can obviously play. Now, you know, this is a little different kind of event. You hear a lot of gushing by the announcers. Uh, You know, the course isn't, like, set up hard. The greens are soft. You know, average speed. You know, it's not super long. The wind wasn't blowing. But boy, oh boy, there's there's a lot of good golf. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of good shots, and uh, you know the the dailies come out on top. But of course, the big story was Tiger Woods. I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, everybody everybody knew that. Before the week started, I thought, okay, you know, uh, how do you think Tiger's going to do? I thought, "Ah, you know what? They finished seventh last year. Honestly, I figured Charlie's probably a little bit better this year. And I thought if Tiger wouldn't be playing, if he he couldn't do something to contribute and get around, and where Charlie's playing from, he can knock it on the green. Tiger will make make putts. I thought, you know, they'll probably do about 
come about fifth, fifth, sixth, seventh again. Maybe the same because Tiger hasn't played. That's what I kind of thought. And then for them to only lose by two shots and to play like they did on on Sunday, 15 under par, they made like 11 birdies in a row, which which set the tournament record. I mean, think about that, 11 birdies in a row. And his son his son's 12 years old. I mean, it's just it's it's absolutely you know incredible. Of course, the announcers wanted to tell you about that all the all the time. Just, just you know, they 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 couldn't stop stop talking about it. And there's a lot of gushing. There's no doubt about it. But I thought I'd give you my analysis of what I saw out of both Tiger Woods and his son Charlie there at the PNC. And we'll do that when we when we come back after a little break here. I remind you to get your free Voodoo Pain Relief Cream at VoodooPainRelief.com. I also want to remind you about my new a video series that just came out. It's called The One Shot Slice Fix. You can go to One Shot Slice Fix, the number one, shotslicefix.com, and uh, check that out. If you are a slicer and 90% of the people who play golf slice, I have a whole video series put together that will fix your slice in one shot. So go there and, and, and check that out as well. We'll be right back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so what did I see out of Tiger? Uh, the first day I thought, okay, 
Saturday's round, you know, he hit, he hit a lot of good shots, hit some not so good shots. I thought, yeah, if that was a PGA Tour event, you know, he probably could grind it out, get a 70 or 71. That's why I was, I was talking to my buddy Tommy Armour. That's why I said I think he gets 70 or 71. Second day, I thought, you know, PGA Tour event, if he grinded it out, he could get a, you know, 68 or 69. You know, that's, that's uh, not a, a, a hard golf course by any stretch of the imagination. But for where Tiger has come from, it's pretty darn amazing. And I, I, I got to tell you, I mean, I, and I said, I've been reading all these articles the last couple of days, and everybody's writing about, oh, Tiger's going to win again. Tiger's going to this again. Like, and and I, I mean, I, I don't want to like take credit for this, but I, I said this weeks ago, a month ago, two months ago. I said, if he can ever walk a tournament again, now remember when you you talk about walking a tournament, it's it's not a one day event, it's not a two day event, it's a four day event, and you you know you think about it. A golf course is is seventy three hundred yards long. Uh, you got to walk from the parking lot to the clubhouse to the golf course to the you know you got to walk to breakfast in the morning. You, I mean, you, like, I, I, you, what do you what do you have to walk? I don't know. If you were one of those watches, it'll tell you how far you walk each day. It's a lot longer, a lot farther than you think. Just walking around, living a normal life. I mean, he's probably he's probably got to walk. You know, counting the golf, probably ten miles a day, and you got to do it for, you know, at least five days, six days. You got to play a practice round. I mean, so count the 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 miles in a week, somehow you got to walk, you know, what, 60, 70 miles in a week. And, and in order to, to, to play and win a PJ tour event. And, and it's not on necessarily flat surfaces, although, you know, it is at the, at the open championship at St. Andrews. That's a, that's as flat as you can get right there. Now, Augusta is a different story. That, that walk at Augusta is incredible. I mean, I remember when I would go to all the years I went to the Masters, and I, the sorest I've ever been was after a week of walking at Augusta. And I, I wasn't playing. I was just watching, but just walking up and down those hills. You have no idea if you haven't been there how hilly that golf course is. And that's the thing that that I wonder about. It's not the golf. I mean, I I thought you know if Tiger, first off, he wouldn't play in an event if he if he couldn't hit the ball and didn't think he could win. He just he wouldn't do it. And to me, it it just well, I said if he can ever walk again and walk a whole tournament, he'll win again. And I from what I saw this last weekend, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind. That he'll win again, and I would, and, and honestly, you know, people say, "Well, could he ever win a you know major championship?" I, I absolutely, because major championships, frankly, are like some of the easiest tournaments to win if you're Tiger Woods, if you're Jack Nicklaus, if you're Brooks Kepka. I mean, they, they they just are, because generally speaking, it's a little bit shorter field. Augusta and the Masters is not a great field. And experience means so much there. And who's had more experience than Tiger? Uh, the Open Championship is a golf course that you can win on for a long time. It's it, it doesn't necessarily take length out there. Length is always an advantage, but it doesn't necessarily take length. And you look at you look at, you know, when 
Greg Norman almost won. Tom Watson almost won. You know, it, it, that's a, that's a tournament that can be can be had. And it, and a flat golf course. They're playing at a at St Andrews this year, which is a great golf course for Tiger. I I wouldn't put anything by him. I real I just I really wouldn't. And, and what I saw him do at the PNC, just with this ball striking, and I you know I I didn't think you know he hit the ball good. I mean, he didn't hit the ball great. He doesn't have to hit the ball great. He's not going to hit the ball great every week. He doesn't have to ball hit the ball great every week. All he's got to do is just hit the ball great or good enough one week, and then putt well enough, and he will putt. And if he ever puts himself in position, which you know it just takes two or three rounds to get in position, you ever put yourself in position, there isn't anybody that knows more what to do than Tiger Woods. So once he got himself in position – he could carry it through the rest of the way. See, I never believed for a second what people were talking about when they said, you know, oh, he's lost it mentally. This is a couple years ago when his ball striking was so bad. You know, I don't know, five years ago when his ball striking was so bad. Everybody says, oh, he doesn't have the mental, you know, anymore. Uh, that You know, tournament. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, can you, that is the stupidest statement I've ever heard in my life. You don't, you don't forget how to win when you're Tiger Woods. You don't forget mentally. He, he just didn't have the swing. But... But as long as he can hit the ball decent, looks to me like he's going to be able to hit it plenty decent enough. I mean, one question is clubhead speed. Well, he said his ball speed was right up there, uh, you know, uh, equivalent to what Colin Morikawa swings it at or hits it at. He's not a long hitter, Colin Morikawa, but he's long enough, long enough to win two majors already. You know, and at, at major championships, it's not – you know, that's, you know, the U.S. Open. I mean, you can, you can Bryce Nishambeau and overpower the golf course. He proved that. But that's not the, the, the formula for really for winning major championships. And it all depends on what course you're playing on. Uh, I, I don't see any reason in the world why Tiger won't, won't be able to do it. I mean, I really don't. I mean, I, I, you know, he's, and he loves the mountain climbing. He does. You know, he talked about that. He loves that mountain climbing. He loved climbing the mountain when he won the U.S. Open on the broken leg and torn up knee. He loved that. It was a, you know, I, I, I was there. I watched him do it. I, I, I thought he, you know, he, he's going to win this tournament. I mean, even though he, there was no signs that he could even compete before the tournament started. But I just thought, you know what? He, he just, he's viewing this as the incredible challenge, and he's Tiger Woods, and he'll, he'll do it. And then when, when, you know, he won the Masters in 2019, and you know, things happen at, at major championships. I mean, Brooks Koepka had five penalty shots, six three putts, and lost by a shot. I mean, that's just uh, that should have been Koepka's tournament, but it wasn't. It was Tiger Woods' tournament, and that's the kind of stuff that has happened throughout Tiger's career. He gets himself in position. After two rounds, after three rounds in a in a tournament or a, a major tournament doesn't matter. Major tournaments easier to win. Guys collapse more at major tournaments. Pressure gets to guys more at major tournaments. For for a, a Tiger Woods, a major tournament is easier to win than a regular tournament. He doesn't have to shoot his lowest score. Uh, guys will fold on. You know they're not going to fold because they're intimidated by Tiger. Although if he ever it ever came down to that the crowd would be going crazy cheering for for Tiger versus somebody else. That's got to get to get to people, and, you know. So that that would be an advantage, and he knows what to do. He he totally knows what to do. So so the, this is not a a, a a a unrealistic expectation or pipe dream or anything. I can tell you, Tiger wouldn't play in in a tournament 
if he didn't think he had a chance to win. And what's going to happen is, is, is now, see, see, his schedule, and he keeps saying this, you know, I'm not going to be able to play a full-time schedule. His schedule is going to be such that what's going to happen is, is he's just going to play maybe one tournament or two, you know, hopefully he gets back and he can do this. He can walk and do this, but it looks like he's going to be able to. You know, it's going to take some more time, but, you know, who knows if he'll be ready for Augusta. That's a hilly golf course. I mean, that might be a big ask, but, you know, I boy, I, I would be shocked if he wasn't at St. Andrews. I would just be shocked. You know, that's, that's all the way in July. Uh, flat golf course is all get out. You know, he's had incredible exp- experiences there in the past. I mean, Augusta may be a long shot, but I mean, I it would surprise it would surprise me if he's not there. I would be shocked if he wasn't at the Open Championship in July. Now, maybe maybe he'll be at all the majors next year. Who knows? And maybe he just plays like one tournament somewhere uh, before those those tournaments. You know, that's that's really all he needs, to be honest with you. And it wouldn't matter what he shot. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter if he missed the cut or made the cut or whatever. And people, people, you know, when it gets to that point, people say he needs more tournament, tournament reps. And eh, not really. He's Tiger Woods. He doesn't need more tournament reps. You know, one is fine. I mean, he goes to one. He goes to one tournament and misses the cut. He could still go out and win a major championship. It, it would. It would. It wouldn't matter. Just, just get out there, kind of see what's going on, see how his leg holds up. Uh, and and that, that's about all he needs. I mean, it, 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 you know, you know what? Nicholas was that way. For Tiger at this point in his career, now that it looks like his career is going to be able to continue, and I don't see why it's not not going to be able to. I mean, he'll, you know, and I'm sure he'll be sore. I'm sure, you know, but he's tough. He'll tough it out. You know, he's not going to do it every week, like he said. But he'll, he'll he can tough it out, and he can especially tough. He went on a broken leg. Listen, he can tough out. He can he can limp around if, it, if it's the last eighteen holes, last thirty six holes. He's got a chance to win. He'll limp. He'll limp. You know, he was limping when he won at Torrey Pines. He'll limp again. As long as he can can get out there and 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 do it, he'll be able to carry it through at some point. I just I I totally totally believe that. I really 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 do. All right, I want to talk about uh, his his son Charlie and what I what I saw there, and we'll uh, we'll do that when we uh, when we when we come back. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. 
Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, his son Charlie has a very good golf swing. Very good golf swing. I mean, it, it, it's an excellent. Like Peter Jacobson was just gushing and gushing and gushing. I loved his comment on Saturday. He goes, I, I challenge any buddy or I challenge any instructor out there to, you know, <laughs> tell me that this isn't the greatest swing he's ever seen. I, I don't know what he was saying. It was just it's just so much gush. I couldn't. I, 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 you know, you know me on gushing. If you listen to me enough, I, I, I'm not. A, I don't like the gush. But anyway, it was a little too much gush for me. But uh, I would say this: Charlie Wood swing is fantastic. As a matter of fact, to be honest with you, when I was watching him swing, like there was a wedge shot. I mean, Charlie might have hit an eight iron. Tiger was hitting a wedge. Okay, and every golf swing has a certain amount of arc that goes around, you know, your your body. You don't swing the club on a straight line; you swing it on an arc. And when you swing, you either have too much arc or not enough arc, or the right amount of arc. I mean, that's that, those are the three choices. So you either swing it too flat, too upright, or or you know, just on the the right plane for for you as an individual. And I saw Charlie make this swing. I don't know what he was hitting. Might have been in a nine iron, eight iron, whatever. I thought that swing is absolutely. It's all. It was interesting to me to see how he's going to what his swing looked like, because Tiger's helping him. Tiger's teaching him, and I wonder what kind of swing he's teaching him. And I got to tell you, I mean, this that swing to me looked absolutely fantastic. Whatever he's teaching him is just right on, in my opinion. And Charlie hit this eight iron, I think it was, and it the swing looked great. And then Tiger hit a wedge, and Tiger's wedge swing had more arc to it than Charlie's eight iron. I thought Charlie's eight iron had just the right amount of arc. An eight iron should have more arc. Tiger had more arc around his body with his wedge than Charlie had with the eight iron. I, honestly, I mean, you know, when people say, how, how did you think, you know, Tiger's swing looked? I said, Tiger's swing looked plenty good enough. Plenty good enough. You know, he wasn't way across the line. Um, you know, it, he didn't look hindered by his leg. It, it looked plenty good enough. But if you want me to analyze the swings, I thought Charlie's swing looked better. In my opinion, Charlie's swinging the club better than his father right now. Now, you know, obviously it's comparing apples and oranges. You got to have power. You got to hit it somewhere. But 
but man, he, he that that uh, that young man looks good. He looks looks really. And the thing that really impressed me was his putting, because he is a good putter, Charlie Woods. I mean, he you know, and it's just one thing to make putts. You know, when somebody makes a putt, I mean, what a great putt! It goes in, you know, and, I, and you think, you know, the, and the the ball's rolling way too fast and hit the back of the cup and goes in. He ro- he was making putts with, at just the right speed when he missed. Most of the time, the right speed. I mean, that indicates that, you know, he's a very good putter. He's got a great putting stroke and a great swing. And clearly, he listens to his father, which is, you know, something, you know, I've got a, a young son. And it's, you know, my son Henry's only eight, but trying to get him to listen is a little bit difficult to do. You know, he just doesn't like to listen to dad. But Charlie Woods clearly hangs on every word that his father says, which, you know, you think, why wouldn't you? But it's just hard for kids to listen to their parents. And Tiger, the the life's lessons and the competing lessons and the golf lessons that he's, you know, imparting on his son are invaluable. I mean, it's it's like, how could he not be good? Like, Tiger knows what to tell him he knows how to tell him uh and and his son is soaking it all in so so when i i look at it it like charlie woods i think i think you know i mean will he have the speed will he you know because just because somebody's good at 12 years old doesn't mean they're going to be good at 13 or 14 or 15 and, and you know he's he looked like a world beater in that pnc but you know, I, I don't I don't hear that he's lighting it up and winning every single junior tournament he's playing in. As a matter of fact, when Tiger commented on, on his game, he said he didn't understand why he had to go watch him play because he didn't understand how he was shooting those high scores. But I would suspect that you know the next year is going to going to be a breakthrough year for him. He's going to start shooting some some lower and lower scores. But even if he doesn't, it's still in there. You can see it. You can see you know maybe he needs to be more consistent. I don't know, uh, but. He, he he's got the the swing, he's got the putting stroke, he's got the mental. Uh, he, he he looks looks good, and those are the. But but the other the other thing is, is he he clearly appears to have the work ethic because he's like immediately back to the range as soon as his, his rounds. Those are the kind of things I see, because to me, you know, when Pete, when parents have come to me and they've said, you know, Hank, can you look at my son? And tell me if he's got, you know, any talent or whatever. You know, everybody's got, you know, everybody's got a certain the talent in golf is 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 really how fast can you swing the club? Uh, if you're small, you better be quick. If you're big and slow, you can get away with it because you got a big arc. Uh, but to me, it's attitude and work ethic. Attitude and work ethic. Like the golf swing, and people can marvel at the golf swing. That's the easiest thing to learn. I mean, anybody, like, like. Like even if Charlie Woods had a bad swing, that's the easiest thing to teach to coach. You can anyway. You can fix a golf swing. I mean, think about it. You go why you watch that PNC tournament, the father son tournament. Okay, how many bad swings? Like they gushed over Charlie Woods' swing, but how many bad swings did you see? any of those like sons make how many like zero 
Like Matt Kuchar's son has a great swing. Like Sean O'Meara has a great swing. I mean, they all have great, they all have good swings. So, I mean, just looking at the swing and saying, oh, you know, he, he, this guy's got a great swing or that guy's got a great swing. I mean, it's, it's incrementally better than maybe somebody else, but it's not like monumentally better. That's not really the, the deal. What the deal is, is at that age, hitting those shots under pressure and making those putts and rolling those putts in at exactly the right speed because young golfers have a hard time hitting putts the right speed and hitting those chip shots and pitch shots and, you know, the right distance. That's the, you know, and then having that, just that look, you know, it's just that, it's not the swing. Like, I mean, you can learn a golf swing. That's not that, that, you know, okay, he's got a good swing. Yeah, but it's that look. It's that making that putt. That's the part that you look and you say, whoa, man, that kid's got, that kid's got a chance. And you know what? If you press Tiger on it, I would think he would say he's got a chance. It looks pretty good. He's got a chance. But no matter how good you are, at 8, 9, 10, 12, 14, I don't care, 16 years old, 18 years old, the bottom line is no matter how good you are, you're not very good compared to where you need to be to be a PGA Tour player, let alone champion, let alone major champion. And you have to improve. You have to keep improving, keep improving, keep improving. Because no matter how good you are, you're not good enough. you got to keep improving. I mean, Tiger Woods in college was great. I mean, he's going to be a great, great player. He wouldn't have been a great player if he didn't improve so much. He improved so much from the time he was in college to the time he was the dominant player in golf. That improvement was, you know, exponential. And just because you have it at twelve doesn't mean you're gonna you're gonna automatically be better at thirteen and fourteen and 15, you know because other people are gonna catch up too. That's why I always look and I say, you look for the talent, yep. You look for the speed, yep. But you look at the attitude, and you look at the work ethic, and you look at the desire and the determination, and then do they just have that little something, you know, that that's something that's so hard to put your finger on, and sure looks like Charlie Woods has it, you know, it sure sure does, and it'll be fun to fun to watch him as the years go on. So it's going to be fun to watch Tiger to see what happens, uh, you know, when and if he plays again. And it's uh, going to be fun to see what Charlie Woods does in his career. But uh, both of them were really impressive at that PNC. Hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Remember to uh, hit the follow button in the iHeartRadio app. Uh, make sure you go to voodoopainrelief.com get your free voodoo pain relief cream go to haneyuniversity.com find out all about my uh, availability for golf lessons and sign up for my free instructional videos uh, check out the one shot slice fix 
golfguysgolf.com. If you have a slicing problem and you need some help with your golf game, that could be a good New Year's resolution. Fix your slice. Get rid of that forever. And most of all, make sure you stay safe, stay healthy, and have a great day. We will talk to you soon on the Hank Any Podcast. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.